It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 931- one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and welcome into the virtual bible study thank you for joining us on the program tonight we're live we're ready to go on july 19th 2007 we hope you'll join in on our discussion tonight at 877-381-4567, 877-381-4567, or email your questions or comments to questions at collegeview.com. My name is Jacob Gwynn. Hello, Dad. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's good to be with you, Jacob, on Thursday night for our virtual Bible study. We're looking forward to it. We always do, and glad we've got listeners out there who are interested in participating in a, a serious discussion from the Word of God. And we hope to have a serious discussion from the Word of God. Dad, we want to talk tonight about applying the things we know from God's Word to make wise decisions. I want to talk about the decisions we make about recreating on the program tonight. Summer's here and time for lots of fun and uh, activities. We want to make sure that we're making the right decision about those activities. We want to talk about that tonight. That's right. We're going to talk about the Christian and summer recreation and uh, we want to get the input of our listeners. In fact, we did something a little bit different today. Uh, I typically send out an email reminder of the virtual Bible study, try to give some indication of what our topic for discussion is going to be. I do that on Thursdays during the day, uh, around noon, early afternoon. Usually I send that out, send it out a little earlier than usual today. And in the update uh, reminder, I asked a couple questions, took a little poll, a little straw poll about Christians and summer recreation. We're going to refer to a lot of responses that we got back from that. Um, might mention that if you are not on our mailing list and you would like to receive a weekly reminder of the virtual Bible study, also receive our weekly bulletin by email. We, we send out uh, the College View Church bulletin every week by email. And if you'd like to be on the mailing list for those couple of things, Send us an email right now, questions at collegeview.com, and just put in the subject line, add me to your mailing list or something of that nature, and we can do that. But anyway, I sent out that that uh, reminder today, Jacob, and I asked people to give us some feedback. As to, I asked two questions. I said, what is the number one thing that Christians most often fail in when making decisions about their summer recreation? And what is the most frequent example of a wholesome activity in and of itself that Christians allow to become a hindrance to spiritual priorities? I asked those two questions, got a good bit of feedback from that, and we're going to uh, refer to those things as we go along in our program tonight. And it's not too late for you to weigh in. You can do so by calling 877-381-4567 or questions at collegeview.com. We're going to be going over... The results of your straw poll, Dad? Can you have a straw poll on the Internet? I guess so. All right. It's a high-tech straw poll. Yeah. All right. Your first question was, that: uh, what is the number one thing that Christians most often fail in when making decisions about their summer recreation? And then a parallel to that would be, what is an example of a wholesome activity that Christians allow to become a hindrance to spiritual priorities. We got some interesting answers to the question. Yeah, I thought we'd just start working through some of those answers. But again, as we read some of these answers that have already come in, we want to get the feedback of those who are listening live tonight. If you if you've got some input, and we know that you do have an opinion, let us know what you think. You know, Jacob, the overwhelming uh, response to the first part of the question is: What's the thing Christians fail fail in when making decisions about summer recreation? The overwhelming majority of respondents had something to say along the lines of they just don't make plans when they're traveling, when they're on vacation, to be in a place where they can worship at, at the appropriate times. For instance, we got a, we got an email here from uh, Mark and Rhonda in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I don't know whether it was Mark or Rhonda who sent this in, but we're glad that they're 
participants in the virtual Bible study, and, and the answer is, as at all times of year, God should be factored into your decisions. Is there a faithful congregation in the area I am traveling so that I can worship and study with the saints? In other words, they're saying there, Jacob, that that's a problem. That a lot of people don't take that. They don't factor that into the decision, and I think they're exactly right. The email goes on to say, is my dress or activity inappropriate for someone professing Christianity? Obviously, swimming attire and certain swimming situations come to mind first here. Even at sports games, do I maintain a Christian attitude? An example, am I yelling angrily at game officials for poor calls, etc.? And and then concerning a wholesome activity that could become a detriment, they add entertainment, whether sports, fishing, TV, etc. We can spend enormous amounts of time on these activities compared to very little time spent in spiritual study. So I, I think that their email is right on, and I agree with the, exactly what they're saying here. But I, I was impressed that they and a lot of others saw it as a problem that Christians don't make plans to worship when they're taking off on vacation, when they have leisure time. They don't make any effort to plan for a place to worship. You know, the command to assemble and worship is every bit as binding on vacation week as it is on a normal week, a normal work week or school week. You know, there's nothing in the scriptures that would say, uh, not forsaking the assembling yourselves together unless you got a, you know, big vacation underway and it would be inconvenient to do so. You know, there's just no exceptions. There's no exception clause there in the in the instruction that we should be assembling with the saints, Hebrews 10.25. And so folks do need to take that into consideration. Exactly right. And I guess that um, Mark and or Rhonda summed it up best there on the last where she said where he or she, uh, one of them is going to get credit for that. They yeah. doesn't deserve it. But uh, w- said uh, we spend enormous amounts of time on these activities compared to very little time spent in spiritual study, et cetera. And that's, that seems to be the focus, Dad, when we have free time. What do we immediately think about? We think about ourself and physical things, spending very little time on spiritual things. When uh, we have that vacation time, Dad, our, our our focus ought to even shift more towards spiritual things than away from spiritual things, but it's just the opposite, unfortunately. You know, I was just preparing the church bulletin today, and I came across an article that I put in the bulletin that was really telling uh, the statistical average lifespan in America now is 75 years old. In other words, most the average people can... Uh, uh, expect to live 75 years old. Some will live less, some will live more, obviously, but 75 is about average lifespan in America today. If, if a person lives to be 75, notice what, notice what they will have done in their life. They will have spent three hours, I mean, excuse me, three years, 24 hours a day, acquiring an education, grade school, high school, college, seven years eating, 14 years working, five years traveling in cars, planes, etc., Five years talking with others, one year sick or recovering from sickness, 24 years sleeping, three years reading books, magazines, newspapers, 12 years amusing yourself, watching TV or going to the movies, fishing, etc. So all those things would be done. Now, the guy who wrote this article went on to say, if for 75 years you worshipped twice on Sunday, uh, uh, and then also attended Sunday morning Bible study and Wednesday evening Bible study, you would have spent 22 months in church services, less than two years. You would have spent you would have spent uh, 12 years watching TV or movies and just 22 months attending worship services or Bible study. That tell you, I mean, we're spending a lot of time doing a lot of things and not very much time serving the Lord. Even the people who attend every service and never miss will spend less uh, less time in worship services uh, than they will spend uh, reading books or magazines. And we wonder why we're having trouble with temptation and uh, we're struggling spiritually. Maybe that's an indication. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com are the ways you can join in on the discussion tonight. We're talking about summertime and recreational activities. What are some guidelines that we need to use? Asking the questions, 
what are some things that people make mistakes in, and what are some wholesome activities that can become sinful or become a hindrance to our spiritually. We would like to know your input on the program tonight. Before we pass from Mark and Rhonda's email, I would mention one other thing they mentioned there about the dress or, or activity is inappropriate for someone professing Christianity. Obviously, swimming attire and certain swimming situations come to mind first here. You know, modesty, I would say the same thing about modesty that I was saying about attending services. There aren't any exception clauses. As a Christian, you're expected to maintain modesty and decency at all times. You know, it's not so that it's okay to be immodest if you're at the beach. You know, it's it's no more appropriate to be immodest at the beach for a Christian than it is to be immodest anyplace else at your own home or or out in the in a shopping center as christians we're expected to maintain modesty at all times and you can't use vacation and vacation settings and circumstances to be an excuse for immodesty so i think that's another good point they made all right thank you mark and Rhonda, for your comments tonight and for your participation We'd like for your comments to come in on the program tonight, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. We're talking about things that we need to be on guard against as Christians in the summertime season. We're making application to the things that we know about from God's Word, Dad. This is where we make the application, and sometimes the applications are not uh, comfortable for us, but we've got to make the applications to the things we study in God's Word, put them into practice in our everyday lives. Yeah. Uh, Another email we've got uh, comes in from Stan in Montgomery, Alabama. Stan says the big problem that Christians fail in is not taking into account how the recreation will affect their ability to attend church services or to support the local work. Now, here Stan brings in another little bit of of the subject that is mentioned in some of these others we'll see. And that is many Christians don't factor in where they will worship while they're gone. And a lot of them apparently take no consideration into the fact that their absence will be detrimental to the local work. Now, that's not saying you can never be absent from the local work. All of us are from time to time. But some people take their vacations without any consideration at all as to what's going on in the local congregation. You know, And I've known plenty unfortunate examples where maybe a gospel meeting was planned, but people and, – and, and announced way in advance – but people come along and schedule a vacation. It's like, well, sorry, we're going to be gone. Well, they don't even factor that in. They don't, they don't apparently even consider that when they're making their vacation plans. So I think that's a good point, too. I think it's an excellent point. And I think that uh, Hebrews 10.25, Dad, isn't telling us necessarily. It is telling us this, but I think it's telling us more than just this. I think it's telling us more than we just need to have our self in a pew every Sunday. I think it's telling us that we need to be with the brethren and the congregation that we're a member of because it's a, an activity of supporting and encouraging our brethren. We do that when we're visiting other congregations, but we have an obligation to the, the congregation we're a member of. And I think that's part of the instruction there in Hebrews 10, verse 25. I think you're exactly right. And, and God designed worship for our benefit so that we can mutually edify one another and if I'm not there, I don't get that edification. And if I'm not there, I don't provide the edification to others. And that needs to be considered. Every Christian's got to take that into mind. I'm, I'm afraid too many Christians look at it selfishly as it's it's just about me. What about me? What's in it for me? And we've got to be thinking about our responsibility in encouraging and edifying our, our brethren as well. Exactly right. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Join in on the discussion tonight. Stan also adds here, any, uh, what, what could become a spiritual hindrance? He says, uh, any activity, even if wholesome, that takes the Christian away from church services or supporting the local work or being able to attend at all can cause you to stumble. And, and I would agree with that observation as well. You know, some people, I think, console themselves into saying, well, this is, a, this is a good thing to do. There's nothing wrong with fishing, is there? There's nothing wrong with camping. Uh, well, no, there's not. There's nothing wrong with those things, but they can become wrong if they become such as it keeps you from doing your spiritual duty to God. You know, and that's a problem that's, I think it's more prevalent and more of a temptation today than it was 20 years ago. Dad, we live in such a prosperous time. We have so many resources at our disposal. We can take those big vacations. We can get involved in those time-consuming hobbies 
and they can really suck up our time and uh, suck up our focus and take it away from God and serving him because we have the ability to engage in all of these fun, sinless activities. And they're wholesome activities, but they can just totally uh, consume us and consume all of our time that we could have for serving God. You know, I, I heard a, a recording of a sermon. A preacher was preaching, talking about trying to reach people with the gospel. And he said, people are so busy now. People are busier than ever. And therefore, we've got to adjust our approach to take into account the fact that people are very busy in this day and age. Well, in a way, that's true. They're busy. But the fact of the matter is that we have more discretionary leisure time than anybody who ever lived in the in the history of the world. There are studies to prove that, actually, that say that we have more leisure time than we did and 20 years ago. That's right. And it's at our discretion. Now, we can stay busy. There's plenty to do. And people get themselves all tangled up in all kinds of activities that keep them busy. But... It's a choice. You could choose to do otherwise. People aren't busy washing clothes and finding something to eat. Grubbing out a, 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 a living. On, Making sure the, they've got a roof over the, somebody's yeah. head at home. People people have long ago worked from sunrise to sunset just making a, a, a struggling existence. We, we've got it made. And therefore, we have the discretionary power to say, I will devote myself to serving God. But too often people devote themselves to doing other things. So I think that email is right on, too. All right. Thank you for that email tonight, Stan. We appreciate your participation in the program. Again, 877-381-4567. The phone line is open. Why not join in on the phones or send us an email to questions at collegeu.com. We are overdue for a break. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we hope to hear from you. Stay tuned. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Do you remember when you went to church and heard sermons that clearly set forth the New Testament plan of salvation? Can you recall when churches rang out with lessons that plainly exposed false teachers and false doctrines? Can you think back to a time when preachers and members of the church were set for the defense of the gospel? If you are craving to find a congregation that is like the church you can remember from years ago, like the church back in the first century, please visit the College View Church soon. They're trying hard to be a church just like the church you remember, like the one you read about in your Bible. Come and see. Visit the College View Church of Christ. I'm James Buchanan from Columbia, Tennessee, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. And welcome back to the virtual Bible study tonight. We're looking forward to your participation again, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. That number is toll-free, by the way. We'll pay the bill wherever you're calling tonight. Let us know your thoughts over the phone or over emails. We talk about considerations that we need to be taking as Christians as we choose our recreational pursuits this summertime season. Lots of things that we need to take in consideration to make sure that we remain faithful to God and make decisions that are pleasing to him. As we said, we put out a little poll earlier today, and we've got a number of responses. We want to try to get to a lot of them, people talking about making recreation and vacation plans. Our friend Jack from down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, has written in, and he says the big problem, the thing that people neglect, is finding a congregation near their vacation spot and attending at all the designated times that the saints meet. Most often, everyone is satisfied with it, attending the morning service only and not going back if there is an evening service. Midweek Bible study is not even considered because no one is there to encourage weak members to come out and study. Vacation travel is good to relax the mind and unwind and see friends and relatives. Many do not allow time to gather with the saints or study the Bible while on vacation. Not enough emphasis is put on mapping out places to attend worship. Often it is a last-minute decision done in a hurry. I think Jack is right. You know, I'm wondering about the mindset of a person who's gone off on vacation. Now, this very likely this is a person who would attend Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night at home. But when they're on vacation, they think that if they worship at all, worshiping just on Sunday morning is enough. Uh, I'm wondering what's what's the rationale, and if somebody who's listening. Uh, has an input along that line let us know what's the thinking my thinking is that people are 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 just trying to the, the people of this sort are just trying to do the bare minimum they're the kind of they're the kind who have the mentality is just whatever it takes just to get by just enough to 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 sort of meet the minimum standard and as i read my bible jacob i don't i don't see the lord ever being satisfied with people who were trying to get by with doing the bare minimums well, that brings up a point. You know, 
if we're at every service because it's our routine, then we don't really have any dedication to what we're doing. It's just what we've always done. But then when there's something out of the ordinary, we're on vacation, we don't think about God, doesn't that tell us where our heart is? We're not really devoted to serving God. We're just doing what we do because it's what we've already do- always done. And when we have the opportunity then to go out of our way while we're on vacation and make an effort, make a sacrifice, we're not willing to do that. It seems like we may have our priorities out of place. I think maybe your point there, the word you use, sacrifice, is a good one. You know, if I go on Sunday night or Wednesday night while I'm at the vacation retreat, I'm actually sacrificing some of the time that I could have been at the resort or the golf course or the lake or wherever it is. Well, isn't that what the Christian life is about? Making sacrifices for things that are more important in service to God? Uh, I think Jack here mentions a good point, and some others we will see have also mentioned um, not enough emphasis is put on mapping out places to attend worship. Often it is a last-minute decision and done in a hurry. You know, you think about all the plans you make for vacation. How are you going to get there? What route are you going to follow? When you'll leave, when you'll arrive, any stops you'll make along the way. You know, you typically do a lot of planning for a vacation trip. And then people leave out planning about how they can be at a worship spot to worship with faithful saints at a given time. That needs that, that needs to be first priority. That needs to be at the top of the list, not at the last. You know, when we get to heaven, we're going to be worshiping God all the time, and there won't be any vacations in heaven, Dad. You know, we can't go to God and say, God, we've been worshiping for the last 5,000 years without stopping. We're going to take a vacation this weekend. We'll be back the first part of next week, and we won't be worshiping you for the next couple of days. We can't do that when we get to heaven. And some Christians may find that to be un, unpleasing to them. Well, you know, if, if, people, if people envision heaven as sort of a, a permanent vacation, well, their vacations excluded God. Maybe they won't like to vacation in heaven. Yep, maybe so. I'll say good points, Jack. We appreciate your participation in the Virgil Bible Study tonight. Got an email from Frank up in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he says the number one problem is that Christians fail to plan their recreation around the need to meet uh, at midweek and on the Lord's Day. The th- that thing in itself, con- uh, the thing that in itself conflicts with too many. Uh, those that own boats are way too prone to spend their time on the lake and away from the uh, where they can worship. Some try, he says some try to worship on board, even take the Lord's Supper, pray, sing, read the scriptures, and meet the obligations that they know uh, that they know they are not really. Golf tournaments take their toll for many men, takes them away on the Lord's Day. Family reunions often overrun Lord's Days. Just plain and simple, when vacations come, we put the Lord's worship and service on the second level. We take a vacation from him, too. So that's right along the lines of what we were uh, saying from these others. And again, I'm I'm somewhat surprised as we look at these emails jacob at how many of them are 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 touching on the same point and they and many see the same problem um so uh i think frank's comments are right on and and again owning a boat there's nothing wrong with owning a boat going boating uh but if it takes you away from your spiritual duties it's wrong if it if it involves you in immodesty i think that would be that's a typical problem at the lake golf there's nothing wrong with golf uh, but if it keeps you from doing your duty to the Lord, it's wrong. You know what I'm, I'm seeing here, and and it's a recurring theme, is that we're finding we're finding out what our priorities are when we're on vacation, when we have when we have free time, and when we're not obligated to other things, we find out what our priorities are. Are we thinking about God when we have free time? Are we thinking about physical things? And a lot of Christians, unfortunately, thinking about the physical, not focusing on the spiritual when they have that free time. Yeah, what's your mind? migrates to when you are free of other obligations is a real sign of the things that are most important to you. You know, when you're up to your neck in alligators, it's hard to think about anything else. But when you're calm and relaxed and there's no stress and nothing's pressing uh, on you to get done at a certain time, what you think about then and what you choose to dwell upon and engage in at those times is a real indication of the things that are most important to you. 877-381-4567, again, is the number to call, questions at collegeview.com. 
is the email address to use. Join in on the discussion tonight. Frank, uh, thanks for your email. Appreciate your participation tonight. Got an email coming in from Mike here in Columbia, Tennessee. And Mike says, Daniel 1.8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now that's Daniel 1, verse 8. And Mike comments, this may have already been mentioned, but Daniel purposed in his heart, which means he made his decision before time instead of just waiting until the last minute. I think this speaks directly to the idea of planning our recreational activities. Do we tell the baseball coach that our children will play ball, but that we will serve the Lord first and may have to miss some games? Do we think of the example that we are setting for our children when we have to take a stand for what is right, when we go out of our way to attend services while on vacation or miss a ball game to attend services? I really appreciate Mike's comment. Mike, thanks uh, for listening tonight, and I think you're right on. You know, the point that Mike makes there about we're teaching our children something. What example are we setting for our children when we have to take a stand for what's right, when we go out of our way to attend services while on vacation, or miss a ball game to attend services. You know, that's, that's, I think, the lesson kids are going to learn quickest. They're going to be observing, will my folks compromise? We're going on vacation. Or we've got this baseball game. Will, will my folks compromise? When push comes to shove, will they compromise their, their spiritual duty in order to be able to keep this other thing going? If you compromise, I want to tell you, in my opinion, Kids observe compromise and learn that lesson of compromise faster almost than anything else. You can, you can be, you can be at church services 50 weeks in a row, but if on that 51st week you're on vacation and you choose to lay out, they're going to learn more from that one week than they've learned from the 50 weeks of consistently attending services. They're going to see you compromise and it's going to be a bad lesson that they learn. All right. Thank you, Mike, for your comments. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight and for your participation. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Let us know your thoughts about dangers and considerations that we need to take into account when we make our decisions about how we're going to spend our vacations and our summertime recreational activities and pursuits. Lots of things we need to be on guard against. We want to know your thoughts tonight. Get another email, Jacob, before we get to our... Uh, next break, I uh, got, got an email from Tanya in Oklahoma City. Uh, she says, the number one thing I've noticed are those who say they are spiritual. They most often fail to plan to assemble with the saints while on vacation. So there's another one who's seeing the same thing. She says, as far as being preoccupied and distracted from serving God during the summer months, each person has differing circumstances and activities they are attracted to. More importantly than looking at those things, we should look to what we should be doing. We must avoid being too busy with temporal things and remember God's will. As individual members of the one body, there are things one member can do in the Lord's service that I might not be able to do, Romans 12:4. If we aren't fulfilling the duties and responsibilities that God expects of his children to care for brethren and seek and save the lost, then we aren't showing God we love him. The Bible teaches that if we love God, we will be obedient to him. John 14:15. if you love me, keep my commandments. We must remember Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's uh, whole duty. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So um, I believe that Tanya is right, that, that we've got to put God first. And she's seeing the same problem that many others are citing. And actually, Jacob, I, I'd have to say that since so many are commenting along the same lines, this may be a bigger problem than I imagined. Uh, I mean, I, I knew that there were some Christians who did that, but the fact that it's so commonly being mentioned here makes me think that there are more Christians laying out when they go on these vacation trips than I had uh, imagined. I knew it was I knew it was a problem with some, but maybe it's a problem with a lot more than I'm imagining. It may be so, and uh, certainly does show some problems that we need to work on certainly to get our priorities in place. You know, uh, Tanya brings up John 14:15, if you love me keep my commandments. Well, think about it this way. If if when I do my summer recreation, I lay out and don't do my spiritually, you know, I miss services, I just I just begin neglecting all the things that I would normally do spiritually, then what I'm saying is, Lord, I love you. But uh, not enough to make it a priority on my vacation. Lord, I love you, but this is vacation after all. Now, think how, how would how would that set with uh, uh, someone else? Let's say let's say some some fella has a has a girlfriend, and he tells her all the time, "I love you, I love you, I love you," 
And then he goes on vacation and he says, well, but it is vacation after all. Don't You can't expect me to be thinking about you. You can't be expecting me to call you. You can't be expecting me to 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 worry about you. I'm on vacation. wonder how long that boy would have that girlfriend if he says, I love you, I love you, I love you. But then when he goes on vacation, he forgets about his girlfriend. If if we really love some someone, then that's a consistent thing. If we really love the Lord, then that's a consistent thing, and we don't neglect him because we're on vacation. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, has some bearing on our discussion tonight. We read in Colossians 3, beginning with verse 1, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ setteth on the right hand of God. Notice verse 2 of Colossians 3, Dad. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Focus of our lives needs to be on things above, not on the physical. The physical are okay, but it cannot shift our focus and our affection off of things that are above. Let's take a break, and when we get back, we'll continue the discussion with you, 877-381-4567, or questions at collegeview.com. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. Hello. Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd. But don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College U Church of Christ. Hello, this is Preston Jackson from Valdosta, Georgia, and you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Virtual Bible Study tonight. We're appreciating you being a part of the program, and we would appreciate your comments as well. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. We're going to have to hurry up, Jacob, a little bit. We're going to get all these comments in. Uh, Got uh, an email from our friend Pat out in uh, Grinnell, Iowa. Pat, we're glad you're a listener to the Virtual Bible Study. Appreciate your email. He says, I know this is a little off, but it seems to me that a lot of Christians I know don't allow themselves the time to get a good night's rest before worship services on Sunday morning. In the times that I have filled in for our preacher, you would not believe the nodding heads I have seen from the pulpit. I know that I can be boring at times, but the number of them bothers me anyway. I always try to have something interesting to preach on, but it does get a little annoying if the eyes that are supposed to be looking at, uh, looking at and following you are closed. Um, and... Pat, I would agree with you. Uh, certainly seen plenty of those sleepy heads in church services as well. But and, you know, and you're never boring when you preach either, so I mean, it can't be that. <laughs> no, uh, you know better than that. And Pat knows better than that too, by the way. But uh, the the point of it is, and tying this into our vacation or recreation theme, you know, a lot of people are so exhausted by virtue of the secular activities that they've engaged in, if they do make plans to worship during their vacation, they're sometimes so tired that they don't get anything out of it. And so I think that Pat's probably right. And we appreciate your email, Pat. Thanks for participating tonight. Yes, thank you, Pat. Thank you for that good comment. Uh, Got an email from Jim in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Jim, glad you're listening tonight. He says, what's the number one thing that that Christians most often fail in when making decisions about their summer recreation? They fail to to plan to keep the Lord in their vacation plans. A lot of Christians only look for a place to worship while on vacation after they are on vacation. Some don't even think about looking for a place until they are on vacation and then can't find a place to worship. You know, I've, I've had that same experience. People say, well, we went on vacation. But you know, we got down there and we couldn't find a church. And, you know, as though, no kidding. And they never thought to look before they went. They never made any plan uh, in preparation to their going, and then they 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 try to express some sort of surprise in the fact that they didn't find a place. So I think Jim is right that that needs to, that needs to be factored in just as much as where you're going to stay. You know, you wouldn't take off on vacation typically without having a destination and a place to stay at that destination. Well, right along with that needs to be plans for a place to worship. You wouldn't go on vacation and don't wouldn't know what you were going to do when you got there. You wouldn't. Uh go on vacation well we'll figure out what we're going to do in the physical realm when we get there why would you do that in the spiritual realm yeah that's exactly right uh he says what's the most frequent example of a wholesome activity that christians allow to become a hindrance he says taking vacation itself 
A lot do not think about keeping the Lord in their vacation plans. Some spend all day on Sunday traveling and get somewhere on Sunday night and are too tired to find a place to worship, or they go to a foreign country and do not plan on meeting with saints where they go. You know, there are, there are, there are situations where and, and destinations where you would, I think the Christian would just say, I'm not going to make that a vacation plan because I know there's no place to worship there. Uh, Jim mentions a foreign country, and that be that would be true of a lot of foreign travel. You just say, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's where I should be going. I can't. I can't worship. I know I won't be able to worship. People go on two or three week vacations in some in, in some place where there's not a church anywhere nearby, and uh, you know, there's just no, that should be factored in. Maybe that's a place you don't go. Maybe you decide I'll forego that destination. For the very fact that it has no church where I can be uh, in service to the Lord. Thank you for your good comments, Jim. Thank you for your participation. We got an email from Sue, also in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. And Boy, they're on fire in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, well, Jim and Sue probably talked to each other before they sent these emails. Uh, but Sue says, uh, Jim and Sue are married, by the way, for those of you who don't know. But uh, Sue says, some make plans for vacations that do not include arrangements for worship and Bible study time. Some send their kids to camps or other group activities and do not consider it wrong that the kids will miss out on worship times. You know, that's a great point. I'm glad that Sue brought that up. You know, I've known plenty of cases of parents who sent their kids off either to some school-related function, uh, governor's school or boy state or girl state or or band camp or something like that, 4-H camp, and there's there's no provision made. To get them to church services, they're just out. They are off. It's it's not going to happen. Well, what's more important? Is 4-H camp more important, or serving the Lord more important? Is band camp more important, or serving the Lord more important? And I think that's a great point. She goes on to say, some go to places for vacation for vacation that put them in unco- uncomfortable settings. For instance, the beach or cruises where a lot of drinking, gambling, and swimsuit parading goes on. Even theme parks with water parks are a bad idea if the majority of the crowd are running around in scanty clothing. Family reunions are often scheduled on weekends where one will miss out on worship services. Often a parent will sign their kids up for sports teams. Practice and scheduled games often interfere with study and worship times. I have heard a parent say that the kids owe it to the team to be there for every practice and that it's okay to miss worship. Or the child must learn to stick with an obligation, forgetting that our first obligation is Lord and by the way, Sue, I've heard exactly the same thing. I heard once from an elder in the church, his son missed services to, his son was a Christian, and he missed services to be at a sporting, uh, at a game that he was on, on the team. And and an elder in the Lord's church had the audacity to say, well, he made a commitment, and he's got to live up to it. Not not even thinking what he was saying. The the kid had a, had made a prior commitment to the Lord that he was forsaking. For that much less important commitment to the team, and I think that's a really good observation, Sue. She says, some have summer cabins on the lake and are gone every weekend. This hurts the local congregation. That is a problem when, you know, some people are so into this that they have to have a lake house. And they go, they have to go to the lake house. And by the, they got to go to the lake house every weekend because they got to mow the grass up there at the lake house every weekend. The lake house becomes a like an albatross around their neck. But in addition to having to go up there and maintain it, they have to also miss services all the time and for maybe the whole summer are away from the local congregation and are not fulfilling any duties in their local congregation. What else are you missing out on, though, if you're away every weekend? Not just the assembling, but what other kind of spiritual obligations are you missing out on? The opportunity to teach your neighbor, the opportunity to care for the orphans and the and the widows? They're not getting anything done. Yeah, sure. Not getting anything done. And then Sue finally wraps up by saying cheerleading, mixed bathing, summer dressing, all put aside standards that are normally set for other times of the year. The activity should not change the standard. I like that last phrase. The activity should not change the standard. The standards are the standards, and they don't change. And therefore, we can't engage in activities that don't meet the standard. I, I really appreciate Sue's uh, email. Thank you, Sue, for your participation. Yeah, thank you, Sue. 877-381-4567. Time to take your call or your email, questions at collegeview.com. Real quick, you got, we got to get some more of these. Uh, Mark and Kim in Cookville, Tennessee, write in and say, Again, I think many fail to attend worship services while traveling. They travel on Sunday and just skip services. Uh, uh, we agree. 
And then uh, they say, what about activities, wholesome activities that can become a hindrance? Generally, any time wives, uh, oh, uh, spring and summertime, there's children t-ball games or soccer games. Generally, any time wives and mothers failing to fulfill their spiritual obligations to study, teach, and visit others because they are so busy doing house cleaning or housework. So, I mean, I certainly would agree that it's a wholesome activity for women to clean house, do housework. But if it keeps them from spiritual duties, that, that even that could be a hindrance. Now, Mark has sent in a follow-up email here, and he says, of course, everything we've been reading here so far is, you know, one of the problems with summer recreations is that, that Christians neglect worship. He says, when Christians habitually do not plan to attend services elsewhere when on vacation, what is our obligation? Should they be marked as unfaithful, even to the point of withdrawing fellowship? Um, I, I, I don't think we can answer that question with a hard and fast answer, a black and white answer. What we're saying here is that these kinds of Christians who neglect their spiritual duties to be on vacation we're talking about weak Christians here. We're talking about Christians that are not mature, who need to grow spiritually. And so, you know, it's it's often true that we, I mean, it's, it's true. It's not often true. It's always true. In every congregation, we have weak Christians, immature Christians, babes who need to grow up spiritually. And so there's some judgment that has to be made as we work with them, as we try to encourage them to grow and do better, to teach them, to make them stronger. And so I would not be willing to make a hard and fast rule which says, man, if they do that two times in a row, if they go on vacation two times in a row and don't worship, then we ought to withdraw from them. I'm not willing to make that kind of a a decision, but I am willing to make the decision and say, these people need to be taught, and this is a point that needs to be emphasized, and we need to keep working with them. If they become obstinate about it, you know, I, I believe you could withdraw from a person over that. A fellow says, I'm going on vacation. I don't care what you say. I don't care about being at church services, and and you can't make me. If he becomes obstinate about it, yeah, we would draw from him for that, just like any other sin that he won't repent of. So I don't know. And I don't think there's a hard and fast answer to, to that follow-up question. I would agree that uh, we'd have to use some judgment there on dealing with brethren. And certainly there will be weak brethren and brethren that need to be encouraged. And uh, it may take some time to get them to realize their priorities, but we certainly should work with them along those lines. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Oh, I got one more note here from Mark in Cookville, and he says he agrees that failing to attend worship services when traveling uh, and also failing to dress modestly while on vacation. He mentions some of the same themes. And then he says one of his big problems, I don't know if you're sympathetic with this or not, Jacob, but he says mowing the yard. He says we spend all the time mowing the yard. He said, what did people do? 500 years ago, did they mow the yard? And if they did, how did they survive? Mark's got a bigger yard than me if he's spending all this time doing, mowing his yard. Well, he does. I think he does. I think I know, I know I think I know the size of his yard, and I think he's, he's got he's got enough that he has well, to Well, you use. can trade yards with me, Mark, and I'll take care of your problem. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight, Mark. And we got a, an email from uh, Jeffrey who writes. I do want to – I do agree, oh, 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 though, with Mark. I'm sorry to, to go back on – I do agree with Mark, though. We do have to have a well-manicured lawn, and we have to have all the shrubs trimmed, and we have to have everything in our house in perfect maintenance order. We've got to do all these things. That is a number one priority with us in America. Those are at the top of our list. We won't we won't study our Bible. We won't uh, do other things. We won't go back to Sunday night services if our yard needs mowed or if there's something around the house that needs to be taken care of. We've allowed our possessions here on in the earth to take uh, priority over that, our treasure in heaven. That's really materialism, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Materialism gone to seed, I think is a good point. Thank you, Mark. Uh, got a, got an email from Jeffrey answering our straw poll. He says, and again, same point, failing to plan for worship services, whether at home or away. And that leads to the answer to the second question, travel, an activity that is educational and helpful, yet plans get made to leave on Sunday, either driving or flying, then forgetting to worship God. So he says... The, the thing Christians fail to do is plan to worship, and an example of a wholesome activity that can become a hindrance is travel itself. And I, I think that's interesting. He tied them both together, and I think you're right, Jeffrey. We appreciate your uh, email there. Pr- appreciate your participation in the program tonight. All right. Uh, we're getting close to a break. Let's see if we can work one more in and hopefully take one from you at 877-381-4567 on the phone or questions at collegeu.com. Got an email from Jim in Somerset, Kentucky. Jim, we're glad for your participation tonight in the virtual Bible study. <clears throat> he says, 
In my estimation, the number one thing that most Christians fail to consider when they plan or make decisions about summer activities is whether or not the elders have planned any edification responsibilities for them, gospel meetings, vacation Bible school, etc. Unfortunately, this often causes conflicts, conflicts that the local church seems to lose more often than not. And I I think Jim is exactly right, and we commented about this a little earlier. But, you know, I have known, unfortunately, of way too many instances where someone says, oh, we're going to be gone next week for the vacation Bible school. We, we, we planned our vacation. Well, they they wouldn't even consider changing their vacation plans. And they didn't check ahead because these things are typically announced months in advance. At least they are around here. I know that's true around here. And I, I think most congregations are that way. Usually, sometimes as much as a year in advance, you know, the dates of the gospel meeting or the vacation Bible school. And then people act like they're surprised. Oh, our vacation's the same week. Sorry, we won't be here. Well, you know, and it's it's almost like that. That's a given that the thing that's going to lose is the work and of the local church versus the vacation plan. Why why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't they say, "Oh, we didn't see that conflict coming up. We're going to have to we're going to have to drop our plans to travel so we can be here and, and join in this activity." Being here to uh, encourage our brethren and hopefully teach the lost, that's much less important than our trip to go see some mouse and uh, and a little duck uh, walking around. We've got to go down and uh, ride the rides. We've got to have some fun. We couldn't be here to teach the lost. No way. Uh, Jim goes on to add uh, a, a wholesome thing that can be a hindrance, sports. He says, we're seeing that as a recurring answer here. He says, I think these things may... These things may vary regionally to some degree, but this has to be the top or near the top of the list. Sports are a wholesome endeavor, but it is all too common for sports activities to cause some to miss services or otherwise confuse their spiritual priority. I think you're right on, Jim. We appreciate you. All right. One more break, and then we're going to the top of the hour. Jump in now while you can. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Stay tuned. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again. Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it. (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where Bob makes a great announcement. Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. (laughs) And at 9 o'clock, it's the show that Television Magazine has called the number one drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN. I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 1.28. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Vernon. I'm 13 and this is the Virtual Bible Study. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And we are back. Thank you for joining us again on the program tonight. Remember, this program is brought to you by the College U Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us on our website, collegeu.com, or come and visit with us at your earliest opportunity. There's more information about our meeting place and our meeting times on our website. We look forward to meeting you soon. We're talking about uh, summertime distractions, summertime considerations as we plan our vacation and recreational activities. Certainly lots of things to consider. We've talked about a lot, Dad, still lots to talk about. So let's get going on the remaining emails that we have. Yeah, we've got so we've got several we want to work in here. We've got an email from our friend Phil up in Newcastle, Indiana. Phil, thanks for participating tonight. He said, um, what's the number one thing Christians fail to do when making decisions about summer vacation? Recreation. I fear too many Christians let summer recreation become a priority over the regular, ongoing spiritual responsibilities to God and his church. And and Phil's answer is right in line with what everybody else has been saying. I think that's a, a something that a lot of folks see this inconsistency that, that people are just compromising for, for recreation and vacation. And that's a, that's a shame. 
what's the what's an example of a wholesome activity that it becomes a hindrance? And he says it might be a tie, work and youth sports. And uh, I agree with Phil. You know, how often do we hear people say, well, I had to work? And, you know, it's almost like someplace in the Bible it says it's okay if you're working. You can you can you can neglect everything else if it's for work. You know, it's almost like Christians think that there's some verse in the scripture that offers them that out. It's okay if it's for work. No, it's not. I don't know where that verse is. Now, we're supposed to work. We're supposed to provide for our own. But usually the people who are missing their spiritual responsibilities for work are doing it to take overtime and make more money. And, and they're not satisfied with enough. They want more. And uh, they, they compromise their spiritual duties. Well, we're not just talking about worship. Certainly people will say worship has a back burner to work obligations, but time with your family, time with your children, time teaching the lost, time studying, and other, other spiritual responsibilities that get put on the back burner. Dad, what if my job would like me to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Would that be acceptable? We'd probably say no because it keeps me from sleeping, and you know those things are important to us too. But certainly we have to draw a line somewhere and say, okay, I've done enough, and I need to spend some time uh, in spiritual uh, responsibilities. Yeah. And youth sports. I, I agree with Phil that youth sports are a big problem. I, 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 for years I've seen it be a problem with Christians uh, who let these trivial little youth sports teams become a hindrance to bringing their families to church services. And as I was saying earlier, the kids see that. They learn that compromising real quickly when they see it in their parents these youth sports, youth sports are fine. I, you know, Jacob, you and your brothers played baseball, and we enjoyed it. But man, that that gets overdone. You know, there's only a tiny, tiny, infinitesimal fraction of the kids who are out there playing little league baseball who are going to make it any farther than that. Uh, you, you wouldn't find one in ten thousand, one in a hundred thousand. You wouldn't find that's going to make it. To the to the big leagues, you might not find one in a million. I don't know. You're going to find, you're going to find very few who are going to ever get anywhere playing baseball. It's a it's a pastime. It's a recreation, and and yet parents act like it is the be all and end all. It's such a big mistake, and and what results from that? Instead of giving the kids a a, a fun diversion and something to to enjoy, instead they offset any good that it could do. By teaching them that compromising spirit concerning God and his service. That's a big problem. All right. It is a problem. We've got to maintain those priorities even in the summertime. And so we appreciate those comments tonight. Thanks, Phil, for sending that in. Got an email from Don in Antioch, Tennessee. He says, now this is a little bit uh, unusual, a little different, but I I think I see the point Don's making. What's What's one of the big problems uh, number one thing Christians fail to do in making their decisions about recreation, he says, they fail to be conservative on their spending. And what he's saying is people, these vacation things have got overdone. I mean, people are spending a fortune to go on vacation like they have to. I mean, they take they take loans to go on vacation. And he, he goes on to see, say there seems to be a big trend in cruises and popular tourist resorts. The days of eating spam and pork and beans at a roadside table and hiking and camping in state parks are all but gone. Probably so, Don. Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with this spam and pork and beans being gone, Don. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good thing. Uh, but I, I, his point is, you no, know, people just th- th- think that you got to have this big, high-powered vacation or it's not a vacation at all. And that, 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 certainly and, is. And then you burden yourself with paying the, the bill. And you, and maybe even neglect other things that you ought to be doing because you've obligated yourself for that vacation, paying off that charge card that you ran, ran up to its limit on vacation. Can't contribute to the Lord. You can't do family things that are needed. So I think he's right. Exactly. And then he, he goes on to say, it's always been amazing to us how Christians hit the beaches half naked as if God is also on vacation. We talked about the need to maintain modesty for sure. Thank you, Don, for those good comments and for your participation. Appreciate we, get, those. we got an email from our friend Randy Black up in Jackson, Missouri. Randy says, um, going to visit, he says, what, what's one of the problems, things people, uh, Christians fail in? Going to visit man-made things instead of God-made things. Christians end up visiting theme parks, ball games, cities, malls, et cetera, instead of mountains, lakes, forests, glaciers, oceans, family, friends. 
So he says he, he thinks it's a mistake to to go for the man made instead of the God made. I, 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 that would be a judgment, I think. Uh, well, let me tell you this though: some of the uh, man made things have a lot of uh, sinful activities that are uh, around them. I mean, you can't go to an amusement park uh, these days without seeing a lot of stuff you shouldn't be seeing. Uh, by those in, on display in, around you in front of line uh, as you're waiting to get on those rides. So that, that's right. something to consider. Jacob, our best vac- vacations when you were growing up were the ones where we went out in the mountains. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Uh, now, in, uh, he goes on to say what's a wholesome activity that, that people become a hindrance to people? Visits from family or friends. Christians often stay home when they have family or friends in town. That's a That's a huge mistake, too. Think what you're teaching your family and friends. Apparently, those family and friends are not Christians, and then you stay home to visit with them when you ought to be trying to influence them for good. You're actually giving them an example of something bad. You're showing that Christianity is not top's priority in your life. So, yeah, I think that's a problem. Randy, appreciate that. Now, in line with Randy's email about go to see the God-made things instead of the man-made things, got an email from a listener in Greenwood, Indiana, who says, recently my sons and I went sailing to a remote wilderness area, set up camp fish, had a campfire and viewed a beautiful sunset and a starry sky Thursday through Saturday. The experience of being out in God's creation without being around worldly people, roller coasters and so on was one of the best times we've had in a long time. People seem to have to be entertained to have fun when you can do simple things in life and have a long-lasting memory. And I think that's in line with what Randy was saying, and I would agree. Uh, those, uh, at least in my experience, those have been the best times. Certainly, and uh, we can avoid some of the other uh, sinful activities again if we will uh, maybe stay away from those populated areas where people of the world are doing worldly things to entertain themselves. So appreciate those comments. Jake, we're just about about out of time, but a while back uh, I, I preached a lesson. I dug out an old outline today on some questions to ask yourself when it comes to making the decisions about what will you do in recreation or on vacation Let me read down through this checklist real quick. You need to ask yourself these questions. Is it lascivious? You know, lasciviousness is just whatever stimulates lewd or lustful thoughts in the heart. This would go in line with the idea of if I go to the beach or if I go on a cruise and I'm going to be around people who are walking around half naked all the time or or I'd be you know tempted to participate in activities that would be labeled as lasciviousness, then you know, I ought to, that ought to be a factor. And the second point is just like it. Is it chaste and modest? In other words, will I be able to maintain modesty in the activity that I'm considering? Certainly swimming, mixed swimming, and things that go on in those kinds of settings pose a big problem to a lot of people. Is it worldly? In other words, is this the kind of thing that worldly people would engage in? Um, we're supposed to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, James one twenty seven says. Uh, am I able to do that in this activity? Is it even is it a is it an activity that's questionable in nature? In other words, do I have misgivings about it? If I have misgivings about it, then I should not participate in it. Romans fourteen twenty three says, "He that doubteth is damned." Uh, in other words, if you do something with doubts, if your conscience is not clear, it's wrong for you to do it. Will it hurt my influence? We know that we're to be uh, setting a good example. We're the lights of the world, Matthew five sixteen. Uh, and then does it compromise godliness? We've been talking about that all night. Matthew six thirty three says, I've got to put first in my life the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so we've got to have our priorities in order. And a question I need to ask when it comes to these summertime recreation activities is, does it cause me to compromise my priorities? And if it does, then don't do it. Change it. Make a different plan. Do something else so that you don't end up compromising what you know you should be doing for the Lord. All right. Let's summarize, Dad, quickly by saying we've got to make sure that we keep first things first, and serving God is a priority. And so we've got to make sure every decision we make hinges around our commitment to God and doing his will. Everything we do, we're going to make sure that it lines up with what God has revealed to us in his word but let me ask you this question in conclusion, Dad. Are we saying that we can't have any fun uh, during the summertime? We can't enjoy any recreational or vacation activities? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely not. You know, I, And I understand that the Lord wants us to enjoy life and, and that he has made it possible for us to do so. And so we ought, to, we ought to take advantage of the blessings that God has provided for us, and we ought to enjoy some recreation Um uh, 
I'm reminded of uh, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9. Uh, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these God will bring you into judgment. In other words, uh, there Solomon was saying, enjoy life. He was addressing young people in particular. He says, enjoy life, but remember, you're accountable. That's the key. Enjoy these things. It's a blessing. Be thankful but don't forget that you are accountable. All right. Well, we appreciate all the good participation we had on the program tonight. Got lots of people joining in on this discussion. A lot of good comments and things for us to consider as we consider summertime recreation. Yeah, and I hope that we've said some things that have been an encouragement. And I hope that all who are listening will, will. And it seems like we're all on the same page. Hopefully, we're all going to do the right thing in regards to these matters and can influence others to be making better choices, too. Thank you for your time tonight, Dad. Thanks. And thank you for joining us on the program tonight. We hope you make plans to be back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.